What's up, Cheap Seaters? It's Nick. And Adam. And welcome to episode 27 of Cheering from the Cheap Seats. 27. Yeah, I saw that a while ago and couldn't believe it. 27. Uh-huh. We're quickly coming up on 30. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're almost uh, middle aged. Is 30 middle aged? Nah. I feel middle aged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with yes. Mm-hmm. Is it too early to have a midlife crisis? I would hope so, because that would mean like you only expect until 60. <laughs> oh, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Even though most people have their midlife crisis in their 40s. Yeah. Like, I would love, I, I, I'm expecting to live to 100, but, you know, that means I won't have a midlife crisis on 50. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, anyways, so like I said, this episode 27, um, kind of had a, a, a tough time trying to come up with a, with a topic for this episode. Um, we talked about it, we went over a couple different things that maybe we could throw out there, but nothing really stuck, so... I went on our Facebook group, if you're not part of our Facebook group, this is what you miss out on, and just asked and see if any of you guys had any suggestions on what kind of topics you would like to hear, which is something that I would like to start to do a little yeah. in the future. Oh yeah, of course. Get, get you guys more involved with uh, some of the topics, so maybe we can attract, you know, or maybe help you feel like it pays off to be a listener Yeah, for us. Um, so anyways, I had a couple different comments. Um, our boy Chris Mabe, mm-hmm. who was on, what, a month ago? Yeah, two, two episodes ago. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, suggested that we do, well, he suggested that we do our top five mm-hmm. favorite WCW World Championship Wrestling, for those that were not around when WCW was around, uh, WCW wrestlers. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do you one better, Chris. We're gonna do our top ten. Yeah. yeah, we we thought like we were thinking about it, and we're like, you know, what? this got hard narrowing out down to five. Yeah. So, well, not not only that, but I feel like with five, we would have had a lot of uh, a lot of crossover. It, yeah, and like I kind of want to try to expand it a little bit more so we can give more guys their due. Just some more variety. Yeah, so that's why that's why we expanded it to to ten, um, which is fine with us. Um, you and I aren't. Quite as big as wrestling fans as we used to be, but we still enjoy wrestling. So, still enjoy talking about it every now and then. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep track of what's going on. I'm not watching every week. Um, I'll watch here and there, uh, AEW or WWE. But I was definitely watching like WCW like every week. Like Mm -hmm. me and my mom would watch it. I did not watch WWF because, as I've said. it was a little bit too risque and edgy for uh, and my mom wasn't, wasn't, and I wasn't allowed. So I had to stick to the a little bit tamer WCW. Even though, uh, thinking back now, there are some little questionable stuff even even in then. Season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't say anything yeah. else. There was no, you know, WCW didn't have their beers uh, swigging, uh, you know, middle finger, middle finger waving, waving uh, <laughs> got, you know, face uh, yeah. hanging around, so. Yeah, but, I mean, 
we, we decided before, like, uh, might have to go back and uh, look at some of the uh, more obscure kind of uh, or, uh, wrestling gimmicks. Yeah, gimmicks and just, storylines. Just, 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 because, like, okay, so the reason why this, I, I think this means so much to us is because WCW was uh, prime time when you and I were both watching wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, uh, WCW has was around a whole lot longer. I mean, it, it was around before the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Um, but you and I really started watching it during the Monday Night Wars. Right. So this was like, you know, mm. right, right in our ballpark. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited to do this topic. Like you said, it was a little difficult to narrow it down to 10 guys because, um, I mean, may not, I might not necessarily remember all the guys that I liked back mm-hmm. then, but looking back on some of these lists, I know the guys that are considered really good yeah. wrestlers. Yeah, and, and I'll say this isn't a top 10 best wrestlers by yeah. any means. No. Because, you know, clear by my order, but these are my, well, most of them are my favorites, or who I remember enjoy watching. Yes. You know, so and yeah. like like you just said, I don't remember. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in you know seven eight year old Adam's uh, mindset sitting there in front of the TV on Monday mm-hmm. night, thinking of who I was rooting for. You know, I obviously know who my top few favorite guys were, but after yeah. like a few, I'm like, oh, I don't. I remember hating them, you know. But <laughs> so I may have actually. I think I've included some people that I really. Really did not like, but I reckon I think it's because I loved to hate them. Okay, fair enough. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, you always to hear that a good heel is one that makes you hate them. Yeah. So, uh, um, I guess without further ado, mm-hmm. uh, we can get into our list. Unless yeah. You got, unless you got anything else to add? No. Uh, yeah. I'm. I hope that you guys uh, that are listening that. Um, don't get or don't understand the importance of what WCW was. We'll go back and kind of look at the history of WCW. Um, maybe don't look at the last like two or three years. Yeah, it was very booty juice. But. Yeah, I'd say, <laughs> when, so when did what years? I'm trying to think what years it was. It was like 95 to, to like 98. Before it started getting a little wackadoodle. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say end of '98, beginning of '99. Yeah, kind of just started when they got that logo. <laughs> yeah, when they, when it very much started to fall off the rails. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I hope, hope that you guys that don't know too much about WCW or um, weren't around during the Monday Night Wars, just kind of go back and just look at. The uh, importance of what WCW was at the time, because it it was nice uh, having two competing uh, r- uh, wrestling uh, companies based mm-hmm. off each other. Having two two shows, uh, you know, two companies, two different shows, same time slot. Mm-hmm. So I the ratings, yeah. I, I miss I miss the days of switching back and forth between yeah. Monday Night Raw and 
Nitro. Yeah, you, you didn't have you know DVR or uh, YouTube to go back and watch like clips. You know, you had to pick the one that you were watching, and yeah. then if you had a second TV to you know program your VHS <laughs> tape to record on, and hopefully you didn't record over like Old Yeller or something. You know, look, 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 look up VHS tapes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like most people listen to this are around at our age, so they kind of know. But in case there's any babies yeah, out there, for those that didn't <laughs> or, you know. or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course now, you know, you have your, you have your WWE, you have your AEW. Mm-hmm. You, Those are the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. Impact, if you want to count Impact, mm-hmm. but while AEW has gained some traction, like, the competition between it and WWE, WWE is nothing compared to what it was from WWF, oh, yeah, WCW. It's, I mean, I don't see anyone ever having gained any, uh, the global uh, appeal that WWE has now. They've just been around way too long, has so much money, and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's the, you know, I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for. It's the juggernaut. I mean, very much so. so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I guess we can go ahead and get started with our list. Yeah, it, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go first. All right. Like I said, these bottom few are in no particular order. Uh, my, I'd say my top, maybe my top five or four are really going to rank. So, agreed, agreed. Yeah, so, so, so number 10, uh, I'm going Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. yeah. So is he on your list at all? Okay. Um, and I actually made an audible and I just added him here in the last few minutes because um, there's so many people. Um, and he, obviously, he didn't have his. He most of his success was before mm-hmm. coming to WWE. This is kind of toward the end of his career. Um, but I, he was one of the. In my mind, he was one of the key members of NWO Black and White. Yes. He wasn't one of the founders, but he was definitely part of it. And then, because uh, if I'm not, if I'm not. Uh, I'm not mistaken. He was in that match where Hogan turned heel. He was in the. It was a three. It was a yes. tag team match. So he was part of the good guys against the outsiders. Yeah, it was uh, Sting, uh, Macho Man, and Luger against yeah. the outsiders with the surprise with, with, with the outsiders claiming they had a third man. Yeah. So so he was part of that, and then eventually later he joined the NWA, like the whole half the roster did. Mm-hmm. So. Um, <laughs> And I think he ended up, he did commentary at one point too. Uh, I think so, yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, like I said, um, definitely not as huge as he was in WWE F. Um, but yeah, but I, I definitely remember him. This was kind of my first exposure to Macho Man. But yes. So. Yeah. Because um, as, as kids, we didn't really have. I mean, other if you other than you going to the video store to rent like older WWF. Uh, pay-per-views yeah. on, on videotape and whatnot. We don't really have access like you do with Peacock or yeah, the network. Yeah, WWE Network a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I agree. This this was also my exposure first, like real big exposure to Macho Man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was part of Black and White. But I also remember near more near the end of like um, the end of WCW. Mm-hmm. 
him just being like this mesh wearing yeah. uh, wrestler, just off the wall crazy. And I'm like, yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. Macho Man is. And I, I remember playing as him in uh, uh, WCW Revenge. I wonder how many people, uh, how many times we're going to mention that video game this oh, episode. <laughs> it, won't, it won't be the last. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, uh, there were a couple characters that had um, managers come out to the ring with yeah. her, and uh, was it Miss Elizabeth, Elizabeth came out with him? And if you had like a controller plugged into like the third or fourth <laughs> slot on the sixty-four, yeah. you could actually control okay. Miss Elizabeth or Kimberly if you were DDP. So it, that's cool. that was like a quick little uh, nugget. Yeah. But yeah, Macho Man's a yeah. great choice. Gotta, gotta appreciate it. Gotta appreciate Macho Man. No, also you can't can't forget to mention Macho Man and not mention the Slim Jim commercials. Oh yeah. WCW. yeah. That, that's also so, uh, <laughs> man, that may be my first snap into a Slim Jim. Oh yeah. So just put, put that little nugget in there. You cannot mm-hmm. forget or you cannot forget to mention Slim Jim's yeah. and think Macho Man and WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number ten is uh, he's buff and he's he's buff. He's got the stuff and the ladies love him. I am so glad you included him <laughs> on your top ten. He almost made it, but he was gonna be an honorable mention. Uh, so my number ten is Buff Bagwell. Uh, probably not the greatest wrestler ever. No. Uh, just pretty much a. Uh, Muscly meathead. <laughs> he was very much my mom's favorite wrestler at the time. I wonder why. <laughs> Got a, I'm pretty sure at one point in his career he dressed up pretty much like a Chippendales character. So yeah. um, I wonder why he was some of the ladies' favorite oh, wrestler. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, there's always gonna be those like smaller uh, or mid mid to lower tier uh, guys that I just. And drawn more towards, mm-hmm. and Buff Bagwell is always one of those. Yeah, like you know, I like his goofy dance. Oh yeah, I like the fact that he came out in a top hat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buff Blockbuster, his finishing move was pretty neat. So I mean, yeah, I at least I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Entirely sure why why like oh, yeah. Bagwell was yeah. Did, there's so. a few people on here that I don't really have know why I have them. Um, I just remember watching them. But yeah, so I, I feel like I at least need to put it number 10, mm-hmm. so. But yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, like, I kind of regret taking them off of mine, but it yeah, works out okay. because okay. we still got to talk about them. It's okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to do your number nine or go back to mine? Okay. We'll, we'll flip Okay. So my, coming in number nine, I'm going to go Chris Jericho. Oh, number nine, huh? Do you have them? I do. You do? Okay. Later on down my list. Okay. So, let me mention in case anybody's new. So, if we're doing these lists, if one of us mentions one and the other person has it at a little bit higher later on, we will wait and talk about it at the later, uh, higher rank. Yeah. uh, That way we're not not just repeating information. Um, So, my number nine is, uh, is a group. Okay. Um, and we forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode. We decided that we could put uh, like tag teams or groups on our mm-hmm. list. Just we can't have an individual that was in that tag team or group also on the list. Yeah. So. Well, my number one is the whole entire NWO. Well, then I hope you don't have any other <laughs> NWO on your list. <laughs> so. Um, 
Anyways, so my number nine is, is a group, uh, three, three guys, three count. Why do I do not remember? Do you not remember three count? I don't count? remember three count. So it was, uh, make sure I'm telling you the right guys, I'm pretty sure I know it. So Shane Helms, mm. who would go to WWF, become the Hurricane. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Moore, who was, mm, when uh, Matt Hardy was doing uh, version one, so version one, hmm. and uh, he was a Mattitude follower, so little mf <laughs> and then uh, Evan Courageous, hmm. and what it was is these guys were, their whole gimmick was they were a boy band group. Hmm. So, I know you're gonna think you're absolutely crazy, but like, I'm not gonna lie, when, I mean, around this time, this was also my height of liking, like, oh, yeah. Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that. this was like prime, you know, Backstreet Boys in sync, uh, in 98 degrees, I guess. Yeah. Era. Um, so, I think that's why I was kind of drawn. I think that's why I was kind of drawn more towards towards this group. Um, of course, it's also I mean, Shane Helms, Shannon Moore, Evan Courageous mm-hmm. were all pretty pretty decent wrestlers too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I definitely helped that you know they could also wrestle. But I'm I'm actually fairly certain if I remember right, they performed their own theme song. So going with the boy band kind of gimmick, they also sung their own song. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, and they would put kind of a uh, a performance on before matches and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was yeah. goofy, well, but I wonder if they were like maybe before I watched or after I stopped. Uh, they, I they were formed in 1999. Okay, yeah, I, that may have been towards the end of my watching okay. period there. So yeah, 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 yeah I don't really. Yeah, no idea about them. That's fun. We'll, we'll go back and check out some free count. Yeah, I have to. Okay. Um, this is my number eight. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, go with the giant. Okay. So, do you have him at all? Okay. No. Uh, AKA the Big Show, AKA Paul White. Uh. AKA the big giant Paul White show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so this was, so I don't know, he he was not in WCW very long, I don't think. I mean, there's obviously, I mean, he got most of his success, his big show in WWE, but um, he was, I just remember watching him and he was just this big, obviously, the giant. Guy, he wore like a leotard type thing, yes. and he, you know, he just squashed people, you know, because he was so big. And you know, then you'd have like, you know, your uh, Goldbergs and stuff try to fight and try to like see if they could lift yeah. him up and oh, whatnot. Yeah. So, um, but I remember he had, well, he was a member of the Black and White, yes. one too, right? but that was after he did the uh, monster truck match for. Because I know he had a monster truck match. Yeah, because the monster truck match was against Hogan. Yeah, he had so. a monster truck match against H- Hogan, which sounds ridiculous, but it's basically a sumo wrestling match, but... With monster trucks. They're monster trucks <laughs> pushing up against each other, trying to get the other one out of the circle. Completely ridiculous. But yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I just, he was one of those guys I really don't have a reason for liking him. I mean, the big show is great in WWE, but you know, he's one of those that was just always part of WCW, you know, black and white NWO. Yeah. Well, the, the Giant was actually, I mean, Big Show is fantastic. The mm-hmm. Giant was always kind of scary mm-hmm. in, uh, in WCW because, you know, at the time he had his, he had his, his, his beard and mustache, you know, mm-hmm. but he also had the shaggy hair. Yeah, he had the and long hair. Just had, just had almost, um, Andre the Giant-esque leotard, just the one strap going across his chest and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's coming out wreck, yeah. wrecking fools. Yep. So. Which I think, I don't know if it was one of my, like, some dumb kid at school or whatever was like, hey, yeah, you know, he's uh, Andre the Giant's son. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> and then now, uh, I'm like, yeah, he, he was full of crap. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. But um, no, I, I, the giant, I feel like deserves to be on at least yeah. one of our lists. Um, all right, my number eight is Billy Kidman. Uh, so, so this is the one I had on my list. Uh-huh. I took him off because I'm like, oh, he's, he's kind of obscure. Uh, I feel like, but you know, but I was actually thinking about replacing my next one with him. Call him okay. So this is the perfect spot. All right, let's get and talk about it then. Um, WCW, I feel like, was one of the first like American uh, wrestling companies to focus a lot on uh, luchador wrestling, uh, cruiserweights, mm-hmm. or whatever. And Billy Kidman, to me, was one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, whether he was off on his own or part of Raven's flock mm-hmm. or... Uh, feuding with Rey Mysterio or any of the other stores, I just feel like he always put on a, a really good show, and I really love his finishing move. So, oh yeah, like he, he was one of the first ones that popped out in my mind making this list, which I guess should tells you I should have uh, included him on here. Um, but I'll, I'm gonna leave him as an honorable mention on mine. Right. Um, but yeah, I always liked his finishing move, shooting star press, just to backflip, just off the turnbuckle, and you know, it's just so cool seeing him fly through there. But thank yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I don't. I was when I was looking at him, <laughs> we discovered when he was in Raven's Flock. I, I don't remember this at all. No. Um, he was so the Raven's Flock was like a, a bunch of outcasts, yeah. and so to go with that, he was gave them a gimmick as he was a heroin addict. And scratched his arms and stuff, and they renamed the Shooting Star Press to uh, Seven Year Itch. Seven Year Itch. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. More, more power to you, Kidman. Yeah. So, but so, so there's that. I don't think I wonder what I'm going to slap with any of that. But no. okay. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I just, you know, Kidman was a very entertaining person. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd put him on the list. For sure. Um, let's see. Okay, this would be, so if I'm leaving him in my honorable mentions, this would be my number seven? Yeah. Okay. So I am going to make a flip-flop here. And this is a guy that I remember, like he wasn't necessarily my favorite, but he was entertaining. Okay. This is Disco Inferno. Oh, this, yes. <laughs> I, I will admit, before, before you start getting, <laughs> you know what you're saying about this, I will admit that 
as a kid, I absolutely hated Disco Inferno. I know, he's so stupid. <laughs> but as I've gotten older and read, like, just how much work he actually put in as a performer, yeah. like, I cannot help but come to appreciate this guy a little bit more. It's yeah. definitely one of those that, uh, you're given a gimmick. When you're a wrestler, like, if you're not one of the top guys, you just gotta go with whatever they give you and just make the best of it. And, and my did. gosh, I feel like he did. So as ridiculous as it is, but any, he, so he's a, he sounds disc, a da, uh, disco dancing fool. Fool. <laughs> he, he'd come out to disco music and is like, uh, what do you like, wear red pants, I think. Um, and then he'd get in the uh, ring and his entrance, he'd like, you know, do, dan- keep dancing. And I think even during matches, he'd probably like, yeah, do disco dance before he'd do like a finisher or something. And, uh, it's so, so great. Yeah. <laughs> looking, looking back on it, it was, it was so great. Yeah. Because I mean, like Disco Inferno was never going to be your your main event guy. No. Like you could at least expect him to put on a fun, pretty good mid card match. Oh yeah. So, and, um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, because we saw I saw him at Fall Brawl. Uh, he had a match, I believe. Um, yeah, who it was against. Is that the one against Alex Wright? Yeah, which, oh yeah, that's another guy. He tried to dance, but not too much success. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he, this guy was coming out and you know, the whole audience, I'm sure, was doing their whole little thing to the music. So uh, he was just a fun mid-carter. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when you can get the crowd to get behind you with, mm-hmm. a, with a, a disco gimmick, you know you've succeeded just a little bit. So yeah, d- disco burn is a great choice. All right, my number seven is Rey Mysterio Jr. I've got him later. Okay. All right. Another safe moment. Number uh, six. Number, your number six. My number six. Um, uh, now we're really getting into the uh, the heavy hitters. Uh, Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> uh, I, I was sure he was going to make it on one of our lists. Yeah, and I, it's because he was one that I, I hated. You know, it's like, how can you hate Hulk Hogan? Well, this was villain Hogan. This was Hollywood. This was the, uh, the, the guy that, you know, the say your prayers and eat your vitamins, you know, who would never be a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we meant, alluded to it before, you know, that match, he came out, he was coming out to, you know, save the day and bash at the beach, and he was going to save, uh, you know, help out um, Sting and... Savage, uh, and Savage and Luger, but then uh, he leg drops uh, Macho, Man. Macho Man, and he's the third man uh, for uh, Nash and Hall, and thus began the probably one of the greatest factions in the history of professional wrestling. You can call us a new world order wrestling brother. Yeah, um, and it, he was always around the main event scene, yes. um, whether he directly involved or you know, in the corner of, because it was, once the NWA formed, it was somebody versus somebody else in the NWO uh, for the title. That's what it was. (laughs) Yeah, and knowing some, like, I admit Hollywood Hogan was the bad guy that you love to hate. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I just know some of the uh, backstage politics that went on with Hogan, so it kind of, you know, I, I, I think it's rewinding to the moment. Yeah, this. I mean, but you know, Hogan as a bad guy 
did do a really good job of mm-hmm. just waiting for like having the fans anticipate or, or let, 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 I'm trying to think of the words. Hogan did a good job of playing the heels so well that it would get the crowd anticipated to when somebody would actually beat him. Yeah. Because it was, if I remember right, it was always such a big deal when one of the top baby faces would always beat Hogan, whether it was for the title or whether it was based off a big feud or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pain in the butt that Hogan was always in the main event scene. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like well, there's said, guys like that now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, of course, you do. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, and he always does a good job of either, either if he wanted to look strong, he looks strong. If he wanted to come off as this cowardice, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, chicken, sh- <laughs> uh, bad guy that hid behind other members of the NWO, he could do that. So Hogan played his role well. I just hate the fact that apparently he was a giant d bag. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, yeah. The, Learned, you know, there is backstage politics with them, and I think him and well, really, um, the other man, Nash and Hall, too, because they, they were coming in with such big like clout, you know, yes. from WWF, and they were pretty much going to be given whatever they wanted, you know, write their own storylines and characters. Well, not, not to get off the topic, but that was one of the reasons for the downfall yeah. of WCW is because they gave him so much money and gave him so much power that it just became. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> That's not a good word. Maybe save that for another day. Yeah. Talking about the downfall of doses over here. Yeah. Um, that was what, your number six? Mm-hmm. All right. My number six is Harlem Heat. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, um, yeah, I mentioned them when I was talking about, uh, uh, can we include, like, tag teams, but I actually didn't include them, so, but they were going to be on honorable mention. Yeah. Um, now, if this had been just something based off, or no, if if WCW had been around a little bit longer, I feel like Booker T would have outdone my inclusion of Harlem Heat mm-hmm. because near the end of WCW, that's when Booker T really started taking off as a singles wrestler, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he won. I know he won at least one heavyweight championship for WCW folded. He might have won two. Yeah. But then he went to WWF, WWE, and really took off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, had a, had his feud with Austin. In case you don't remember, oh, yeah. big, big old market. Oh yeah, uh, market place brawl, supermarket brawl. King Booker, King of the mm-hmm. Ring, um, really took off. Uh, so because he didn't really take off as uh, until later in WWE's life. That's why I kind of had to include Harlem Heat yeah. uh, instead of just just Booker T. Because usually when you hear greatest uh, tag teams ever in WWE history, you usually have maybe your outsiders, mm-hmm. which Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Usually you see the, the Steiner brothers somewhere on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Harlem Heat. Yeah. All right. I admit... Um, when I started watching it, uh, Harlem Heat was kind of near the end of their run, mm-hmm. but I just remember, uh, especially as an African African American team, how much clout they actually had. Oh yeah, um, and how much they actually knew how to put on like really good shows, mm-hmm. really good matches. Um, even Stevie Ray, who, yeah, who 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 we joked about like is Stevie Ray really anybody's favorite wrestler? 
No. No, people kind of I feel like I mean, he, he's, he was a quintessential tag team wrestler. Yeah, you know, of like, There's guys that go on to be great singles, but there's some guys that they're just fantastic at being in a tag team. Um, yeah. Mark Jr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so just the fact that uh, Harlem Heat just accomplished what they did mm-hmm. for the time that they had, it, it's just... Amazing. I don't know how many how many uh, tag team championships they actually won. I didn't do that much yeah. research, but I mean, I just mm-hmm. I just feel like there's no way that they don't deserve at least a spot on one of our. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And great entrance music too. I can still hear it in my head. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Certainly. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's that's a good one. I'm glad they got included. Um, let's see, so what number is this? Five. Five. Okay. So. Glad. So now that you mentioned the Outsiders, they are coming in my number five. And it's kind of a cheat because I get two wrestlers for one, <laughs> but because I think they both definitely have did more singles wrestlers than a team. But yeah, you know they're known as the Outsiders because they came in, uh, they quote unquote invaded uh, WCW when you know because they, they played it as like because. Um, they were from the other company, you know, coming over along the show, you know, but in reality, their contracts were up. And yeah. Nobody, I guess, knew that they were going to come, and they just showed up and took over and started just interfering in matches and just causing havoc and stuff. So, um, but yeah, and they both went on to have, you know, great singles careers, you know, in there, like Big Sexy, Kevin Nash, you know, the huge... Multiple time world multiple, oh, oh yeah And he Well I'll talk about him I'm going to talk about him more later <laughs> Okay um, Involved in Probably one of my Angriest oh, Moment actually, matches Actually both of them Were involved Oh yeah Actually both of them Involved So you know Where I'm getting <laughs> Both of them Involved <laughs> in Probably the angriest I've gotten During a match Yeah But uh, but yeah, so, so these are definitely Something that uh, I loved it more I loved to hate you know, yep. because they were always feuding against my guys, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I can't not include them because they were so, uh, in, you know, integral to the WCW at that time. Oh, yeah. De- definitely uh, guys you think of when you think WCW mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, you know, they weren't the first uh, big-named uh guys to go from one company to the other. Yeah. But I feel like such a big uh, big deal was made out oh, of yeah. it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's oh. it's Hall and Nash. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Um, so that definitely, I feel like, adds to adds to everything when it comes to them too. Because yeah. there was such a big deal around those two making the jump from WWF to mm-hmm. WCW. Yeah. Sure, WWF even made a uh, Fake Diesel and Fake Razor Did to you? kind of uh, shy away from the fact that Nash and Hall yeah. had left. So yeah. apparently they thought it was a pretty big deal too. Oh yeah. So yeah. and and love their both their finishers. You know, I'd play as them on the game too. And yeah, the power bomb is just like will always be up there with one of the best finishers, uh, signature moves. And then the uh, uh, well Razor's Edge, but it was Outsider's Edge mm-hmm. in WCW. Um, just they just look so cool and like painful. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Uh, all right, so now we're gonna talk about my number five, 
Lionheart Chris Jericho. There we go. So I think I, I didn't include him higher because I I really hated him. So much. <laughs> he was he just got I on think my nerves. That's the reason why he's so high on my list, and I hated him so darn much. Yeah, like. But yeah, he, he's great. And I hate that. Well, here, I'll let you, he's higher on your so I'll let you talk about him first. Oh, I mean, uh, just. I don't ever remember Chris Jericho being a good guy in WCW. I feel like he was always the the, the a hole heel. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always um, just. Well, my, my only problem with Jericho and WCW is he never got into the, the main event scene. Yeah. He was always a TV title or cruiserweight uh, yeah. title uh, contender. But I mean, just the fact that, and anybody that's watched even WWE in recent, you know, mm. 10, 15 years ago, when Jericho was a uh, full-time wrestler there, even the AEW, mm-hmm. you know, still performing. Yeah. God bless his soul. Um, just knows that he is such a good a-hole. Yeah, like he, he he does it so well. Um, like I just remember certain things. Um, I remember so another another guy didn't make my list, but uh, talk you know I'll go ahead and say it's, he was I don't remember for me, but uh, Dean Malenko, mm. uh, nicknamed the man of a thousand holes. Yeah, Lisa, one of the greatest moments. <laughs> I think you're about to talk about. So what does what does Jericho do when he's feuding with them? Proclaims himself the man of a thousand and four holes. <laughs> yep. Okay. Actually comes out uh, uh, for a, a period of time with a list of holds that he's, he, you know, just going off a list of holes that he claims to be a master of yeah. compared to Dean Malenko. So, fantastic job. Yeah. Um, the, the most ridiculous names for some of these. Yeah. I think, he actually, he was reading them. He's like, okay, well, we got to go to commercial break. And they come back and he's still reading the list. <laughs> it's so great. And then you and I talked about it all the time because you were there. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it with my dad at the time. But uh, Fall Brawl 98. Yep. Where he just had something going on with Goldberg. Yeah. All right. Uh, calls Goldberg out. You hear Goldberg's music. Mm-hmm. But it's not Goldberg. Yeah. It's it's Gilbert, <laughs> who is just a miniature version, the the uh, unmuscularest guy you can think of comes out. Uh, Jericho puts him in the lion tamer and just <laughs> did, such, such a heel move. Did, though, did, did Gilbert make your list? <laughs> yeah. So I've got to say that oh, he's, he's number one. <laughs> this moment is probably the reason I like hate him so much. Uh, at the time, I did. Yeah. Because, like, I'll go ahead and ruin it. Goldberg's my guy. Like, he, yeah. he was it yeah. for me. So, surprise. Um, so, and I was bummed because I, he did, I knew he didn't have a match at that uh, show. And I was bummed because I wasn't going to get to see him. So, me and my buddy, Daniel, are out, you know, looking at t-shirts or getting food or whatever. And I hear, hear him and his music coming on. I'm like... So we're like rushing back to our seats so I can see Goldberg. And then out comes this scrawny little like Gilbert guy. (laughs) And I'm like, Chris Jericho, you son of a gun. Like, yeah. mm. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> such, such, such a such a heel move. Yeah. Such a heel move. Oh, and then one other thing that was always fun about uh, Jericho was his bodyguard Ralphus, who <laughs> Jericho is a professor wrestler and has this like fat, out of shape mm-hmm. guy in this too small T-shirt claiming yeah. to be Jericho's bodyguard. Yeah, well, because so. that was went along with the whole thing with. Goldberg, because he came that's out. Right. Like, yeah, that's right. That's the reason why he had a bodyguard. Yeah, Goldberg <laughs> came out with like his security and stuff, you know, from the locker room, and then you know, so Jericho he'd start doing the same thing, and it'd be like his bubble with you know his gut showing, yeah. walking out. So yeah, old, old Ralphus. <laughs> so yes, something else that is added to is that the Chris Jericho's just a great character. Yeah, and so. it, it really is a shame that they didn't never gave him the shot to be in the. Like main event scene, he was just the the mid card, yeah. you know. But he definitely was one to run, take what he's like. Okay, he was like, well, you're giving me time, I'm gonna run with it, and you know, and he definitely made a name for himself when he got to uh, WWE because they they I think they recognized the oh, uh, oh yeah they star power he had yeah it didn't take very long for after uh, Jericho's debut in WWE to just skyrocket him. Mm-hmm. The top. I mean, shoot, they made they made the man the first uh, undisputed mm-hmm. world heavyweight champion in WWE, beating yeah. The Rock and Austin in the same night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, apparently they apparently they saw something that uh, WCW didn't want to give them. So yeah. Okay. So right. you're number four. Number four. Okay. Well, here's where I got Rey Mysterio. Okay. Just because. Uh, man, I, I love we t- we already talked about how fun the cruiserweights were, mm-hmm. and he was. He was always my favorite, you know, the little guy. He's just flying all over the place. Oh, you yeah. know, Hurricanrana was a great move. And uh, it was just, it was something about the mask that, you know, all the kids wanted one of the masks oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, just, I just love all the high flyers. And then I think he, at one point, he was, um, was he part of the LWO with Eddie? Yeah. yeah he, he was part of the, uh, Latino world order with Eddie Guerrero, and, <laughs> which I'm surprised Eddie didn't make my list, but he's definitely. Well, he I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't remember. Like I remember s- some matches between Eddie and Ray. Yeah. Like they always put on spectacular matches. Oh yeah, like, Eddie is God rest his soul is fantastic, but I think he's um, most of his success. Like a lot of these guys uh, came during w- his WWE career yeah. later on. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. Ray always put on a, a great match. Probably considered one of the best cruiserweights in this around this area of WCW. Yeah. Around this time frame, not this area. Yeah. Um, it, it even made it work when um, he was forced to unmask. It, for, for, yeah. For, for those that don't know, there was a time in WCW that Which, Ray lost to Kevin Nash. I forget who it was, but he unmasked, and I, like, always, I always forget about, I don't forget about it, because in my mind, I know it happened, but then the way they talk about Mysterio, it's called Mass Wrestler, you know, he's like, they almost, it's like, did that actually happen, or did I dream it? No, but I'm like, it yeah, no, that, it, it happened, he unmasks, and which, I hate that it happened now, because, that it, like, I just wish he would have been one of the luchadors that you never saw his yeah. face, you know, yeah. but... Um, at the time, I thought it was probably thought it was like, oh, well, this is interesting. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he made it work. Yeah. Um, I mean, he agreed to do it, so, you know. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I would have had him higher. I just feel like 
yeah. you know, some of the guys on my mm-hmm. list. Because I mean, uh, once again, cruiserweights were great in WCW. Just you never really expected cruiserweights to get a push in the main event scene. Yeah. So like Eddie Ray kind of got his big break in WWE. Mm-hmm. That's where he became a couple yeah. times where he was Oh yeah. So yeah, but still deserves to be on. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, um, what number so was that? That was my four. Have you done your four? I haven't got my four yet. Okay. All right, so my number four is the limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun, Ric Flair, the nature boy. Yeah, he's the one that I actually <laughs> replace with Disco Inferno, only because. He's like, he's like, yeah, everybody knows Ric Flair. Okay, of course he's up there. So I just took him off and I'll talk, you know. So I had to, just yeah. to, as an excuse yeah. to talk about Disco Inferno. Yeah, that's, that's fine. So, but yeah, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with finding any reason to talk about Disco Inferno. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I feel like Ric, Ric Flair is, is one of those guys that, yes, he, he had a really well-known and um, good career in WWF before coming to WCW. But got to WCW and just still have a really good career. Yeah. Like this man had two careers. Well, pretty cool. Three. Like pretty the, much three careers. Five? Because <laughs> he went to TNA at one point. So. Well, <laughs> I'm sure most wrestling fans don't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. But three careers because he went WWF, WCW, WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but just there's there's no way that I cannot include Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair is. Widely considered one of the all-time greats. Oh yeah. Um, whether he was a heel, you know, you hated him. Mm-hmm. Whether he was a face, you got behind him. I mean, I remember Ric Flair was my dad's all-time all-time mm-hmm. favorite wrestler. Oh, yeah. So I, I, a lot of people's. Yeah, I have um, so it, a little more connection for mm-hmm. me. Um, but like, you know, you know him as a bad guy, but I also remember like. Storylines with his son David Flair, when David Flair was mm-hmm. wrestling in uh, WCW, and uh, I forget who was beating his beating his butt every week. <laughs> but Flair would go out and you know uh, defend his son. So I mean, this man could could make it as both a uh, a babyface and mm-hmm. a heel, and just yeah. be really good at it. Oh yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I just, I, oh, yeah. I, no, I, no, I, no, I did no. not, not. Oh, no, yeah. I'm definitely him. glad he, he was on, made one of ours, you know. And I think he was on, uh, it was the first Clash of Champions. I think it was him versus Sting, which was, was like, is it like one of, I don't, know, I don't know if it was one of their first matches they had or previews they had. But, and then I think they did it as their last match when they was going to be their last show. I think they fought each other again, yeah. you know, and just to, Kind of close the book, yeah. Well, quote unquote, close the book. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's a good thing. Good success. Woo, woo. But um, and from North Carolina, by the way. Yes, so, Charlotte, local boy. Charlotte. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. That, that woo got you. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a cough button. Uh, all right. So what we at number three? Number three. All right. So, uh, I'm going with, uh, it's me, it's me, it's DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. That's my number three. Really? 
exactly. Master of the Diamond Country. Yeah, so, so I had my guy, which we know who it is, um, but my best friend uh, who I went to Paul Bra with, Daniel, this was his guy. And so, like, even Halloween one year, mm-hmm. I went as Goldberg, he went as DDP. That's, that's awesome. You know, so, and like, we, when we would play the video games, it, we were like tag teaming with each other. We knew who I was being, who he was being. And like playing wrestling in our like living room with all my couch cushions and stuff. He'd like, you know, do, we'd be doing the diamond cutter. And I don't think I'd try the jackhammer because I was, I was too scared, but you know, maybe a spear. That's okay, that's, that's but, probably um, a good idea. But, yeah, I mean, and he was, you know, he was top car. I mean, he had title matches and, uh, he won the title, you know. Uh, I don't know how many times. I think, but, I think he was. A, I think he was a two-time champion. Yeah. If I remember, if I'm thinking correctly. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, well, 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 a lot of people don't realize is uh, DDP didn't get his big break until a little bit later in his career. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure he was close, if not 40, yeah. when he finally got the the big push as one of the top faces in WCW. Like, yeah. He, he was he was not a young man, <laughs> but um, just DDP. As as babyface, because you know I wasn't watching around that time, but he actually came into WWE as a heel. Mm-hmm. Like he uh, he was he was still Diamond Dallas Page. He had his wife Kimberly as the Diamond Gal, uh, heel heel gimmick. But um, DDP as a, as a top babyface, oh my gosh, just so spectacular! Like you just could not help but to root for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, had great matches with Sting. Had great matches with Goldberg. Just, it always seemed like no matter who you lined him up with, he was always going to put on a really good show. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he was as soon as we said we were doing this, I'm like, okay, I got my, I know I got my top three. Yeah. So, yeah. and yeah. You know, he was in there. So, my number three. All right. So, so we already know who your one is. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I probably know who your two is. So, in, 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 in case you haven't noticed, you probably know who my two is. And who my one is. So should we just talk about these guys? Probably so. Let, so. Let, let, let's just talk about these guys as 1A and 1B. 1A and 1B. So if you would like to go ahead and talk about Goldberg, we can talk about Goldberg, or we can mention the other guy. You tell me. Okay. Well, we'll get, okay, we'll leave the other guy a secret, I guess, if he's still a secret. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. If, if, if anybody that watches WCW, you can tell who... Other than Goldberg, who the other guy is on this, yeah. on this list that has not been um, named yet. These can... Easily be flip flop, for for me personally, Goldberg was my guy. Uh, he, he definitely not the most technical wrestler by any means because he was a former football player. Um, they they loved his look, how big he is. They got him to come in and he you know, gave him some training, and then they just sent him out there. And really, he didn't need to know how to wrestle because the whole thing was he went out there against like no names at the beginning of it. And he was just squashing dudes and like. <laughs> Less than a minute. Like, well, I, I, I joked with him when we were making this list. Like, how many times did this man just obliterate Glacier? <laughs> yeah. It seemed like every thunder it was yeah. Goldberg versus Glacier. Yeah. 15 it, seconds, boom. Yeah. It's it, over. It, it was cut because so the whole thing was he had, he, he wouldn't talk. He came in, uh, Mean Gene was like, you know, trying to get an interview and he just walked away. And, you know, yeah. he, so he never spoke until like, <laughs> towards the very end once WCW started going downhill. Um, so he's just a mysterious, strong, just like silent dude that just like killed fools. Like, I mean, with the spear or jackhammer. And first it was no-name guys, and then it became, you know, his mid-carters, and then he worked his way up. 
and they had the win streak because he was staying undefeated until the very notorious moment. Um, well, I, if I remember right, I think the, sh- the streak was proclaimed to be 174 and 0. Yeah, which it, which they were fudging these numbers, of course, because of course, of course. Because, so the, he'd come on, he's like, oh, he's on a five win streak, and then the the very next show he'd be at like. Twelve. I'm like, where did the other the other ones come from? I'm like, how many, how many house shows did this man or house show matches did this man yeah. have? But yeah, and you know, I alluded to it before the the uh, match I'm talking about that made me the most angry. It was I think Starcade. Was Star, Starcade sounds right. Was, yeah. It was either Starcade or Halloween Havoc. I'm pretty sure it was Starcade. I'm pretty sure it was Starcade. He was he had the title, still undefeated. Yep. Um, he was going up against Nash. Sure was. Uh, and. The match is going on, and then out of nowhere, some dude in the in like a, like a guard, yellow mm-hmm. um, guard, comes in with like a cattle prod or a taser and just like just shocks him, and he's done and gets cat match, gets the pin, and the other dude's just gone out in the audience, whatever. The Scott Hall, of course, come <laughs> out there to help his bud, and that's how he lost. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I <laughs> like, know. I was. Furious. Yep. Uh, I know. But, I mean, just like, like you said, um, a lot of people, I, I feel, I mean, maybe not a lot of people, but there are your your Goldberg detractors. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it wasn't the most technically sound guy. Um, <laughs> actually was responsible for ending Bret Hart's career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but just, I, Goldberg was one of the faces of WCW mm-hmm. during his time. Alright, such such a big name, such a big draw. Mm-hmm. You know, people just had to get behind the guy that was just coming out and just destroying guys. Mm-hmm. Another one that it was such a big moment when first he won, first won the US title. Mm-hmm. Um, such, such a big deal. And then such a big deal when he uh, finally defeated Hogan. No, oh, yeah. Title. Like, yeah. There was, it just, Crazy because that wasn't even a pay-per-view match. They put that on like free TV on uh, just a Monday night, but and they sold out like the Georgia Dome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then I think I think this might have been past your uh, just something nervous, maybe not the highest moment in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but this may have been after you stopped watching WCW. But actually, near the end of WCW in two thousand, mm-hmm. uh, turned heel for the first time. Mm-hmm. He joined the New Blood faction. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think I was. Oh, I'm watching this. Just uh, yeah. So just, hmm. that that only lasted maybe a week because there was so much backlash oh, yeah. around him being a bad guy. So, but yeah, um, but, yeah I, I could talk about him forever. But we're getting short, so we need to get to the. Uh, well, let's. Uh, I was going to ask you because we still have our number one guy to talk about. We still have honorable mentions, and we still have uh, Facebook comments to. Okay, yeah. So would, you, would, you, would you like to take a break yeah. and come back and... Yeah. Before we take a break, well, I'll go on. Uh, so another thing about Goldberg, you know, he had the awesome entrance. You know, we talked about um, uh, Jericho making fun of it. Mm-hmm. So Goldberg's whole thing was, you know, the guard. He, I don't know why he was never ready for his matches. Because <laughs> he had to, like, <laughs> come bang on the locker room door. He'd, like, bust out and, like, walk. The camera would follow him through the mm-hmm. locker room, down the hallway. And then, like... He had the epic music and like smoke, and he'd just like appear out of the smoke. And he'd like breathe the smoke in and like exhale uh-huh. it out of his nose. And 
Oh, don't, 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 don't forget the crowd chant along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, chant Goldberg the whole Goldberg. time. Goldberg. Yeah. And then the whole catchphrase was like, who's next? You know, like, who's going to be the next guy? I'm oh, yeah. creamed by this dude. Oh. But it, like, you can't, in case you can't tell, like, I was all about <laughs> Goldberg. So. Um, no, Goldberg's a great choice. Yeah. But yeah, so we can uh, take a break here. I'll put an ad in here and uh, we'll be back. See you guys in a little bit. Hi guys, we're back. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, We didn't realize that (laughs) doing this topic, we're gonna sit here and talk about these these lists as long as we did and not even get to our number (laughs) one. Our 1D. Our 1D, (laughs) yes. If it tells you anything, this guy uh, deserves his own um, his own segment of the show. All right, so uh, would you would you like to be? Right, uh, you, you go ahead. I think he was your probably number one. He was. Right? He so. was. Uh, so my well, my number one R one B is Shockmaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I couldn't say that straight face very long. No, it's the man called Sting. Yeah. I mean, is there any like it, it, uh, other other named or other uh, big name WWE star that you did not have at this at the top of this list? Oh, uh, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, he was for the longest time. He was like the one guy that he started in WCW. Well, I don't know if he started, but he did. He won in WWF first, so he yeah. wasn't one of the guys they brought over. He was one of the d- dudes that. Um, they were building the company on the foundation um, when it was coming up, you know, and he was like Surfer Sting with the mm-hmm. blonde hair, you know, colorful paint. Um, and, you know, it was. Uh, he, he, he was always like the hero. He was fighting against the NWO, the, like the one mm-hmm. person that never joined, and he was trying to single handedly fight yeah. for the company. And, uh, yeah, because I, I remember big old storylines. I remember the storylines of, is is Sting going to join the NWO? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I always feared that he would, you know, mm-hmm. black and white face paint. Yeah. Like, NWO black and white. Is he going to join uh, Hollywood Hogan? They were joining. Did Vincent join the Wolfpack? Yeah, it was the, uh, the, oh, the red and black face paint where he looked like <laughs> Satan a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and, uh, and I hate that you know, he eventually did make his way to... WWE, like not too long ago, when he's already an old man, and but it's, yeah, it, I, I always always held respect for him for being one of the like WWE guys that never made that jump to WWE. Mm-hmm. But when he did in what 2014, yeah, something about right. I I admit I, I agree with you. Like seeing him come in. Uh, try to maybe restart his career because mm. he, he wasn't impact for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but get back in the limelight, I guess, and uh, restart his career. Yeah, I do admit that um, I wish he had done it a little bit sooner because unfortunately, him being a whole lot older than he was during his WCW days um, ended up getting hurt. Mm. Uh, Seth Rollins did a turnbuckle power yeah, buckle bomb. Uh, yeah, buckle bomb. Uh, broke his neck, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's 
Yeah, and they when he did come, they should have they wasted an opportunity. Oh, we 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 just spent a whole episode talking about that WrestleMania with Triple H. Yeah, right? they, and the clear opponent he should have had his first match should have been against Undertaker. Like to see Sting versus Undertaker, like kind of the the two most enigmatic, like mysterious, well, guys. Are you know one both the top of their respective companies, mm-hmm. you know just to face off against each other. But even though it would have been both as a tail end of their careers, you know <laughs> it still would have been a, a moment. And I think we never got that. But anyways, that's, that's okay. I'm... We're not talking about WWE Sting. WCW Sting. It's been, it's been a whole episode talking about WWE Sting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, to me, uh, Goldberg was a huge name, but like, I don't think anybody connected with the audience mm-hmm. nearly as much as Sting did. Because, like you said, Sting, Sting was the the silent protector mm-hmm. of WCW and everything. Like I, I love I, I didn't see a whole lot of his career as Surfer Sting, yeah. so Yeah, uh, me neither. But uh, bright pants, mm-hmm. blonde buzz cut. Yeah, he's like um, a buff dude. I think he like he like take his like motorcycles and stuff, you know, kind of Venice Beach yeah. type vibes. Yeah. Uh not gonna lie, if I if I if I started watching WCW when he was uh Surfer Sting, I might not have liked him as much because yeah. I think that's kind of what drew me to Sting was because he was such this brooding character, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, all his all his uh, performances with a uh, big big deal beating Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, big deal breaking down the NWO. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's involved in fall brawl matches. Yeah. Did did uh, he go to war uh, teams? Not fall brawl. Yeah, wasn't there a moment um, period of time where he was like night after? Episode after episode, he was fighting like a new member of the NWO, sure. and they taking him down, and then finally almost like worked his way up to Hogan, yeah. kind of. But yeah, that's... oh yeah. Well, see, we, we talked about uh, backstage politics with Hogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing that always gets me about uh, Sting's career mm-hmm. is they finally meet at Starcade '98, mm-hmm. and uh, Bret Hart is the uh, special like enforcer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what's supposed to happen is is um, Nick Patrick, who at that time was uh, an air quote NWO employee referee. Mm. So uh, Hogan, Hogan was supposed to try to pin Sting. Nick Patrick was supposed to fast count, and then Bret Hart was supposed to catch it and then restart the match. But Nick Patrick doesn't fast count, but Bret Hart still restarts the match and makes Sting like a, 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 a dill hole. Oh, so. Kind of like like Bret Hart was kind of like working for him. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, but I mean, still. Um, besides that, I mean, just having Sting versus Hogan was mm-hmm. was such a big deal yeah. at that time. Yeah, so. and, yeah, and the whole league because he he was so he disappeared for a while. The last people saw him, he was the surfer character, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't know how long he was gone, but then. He, so the NWO was coming, you know, doing their whole thing, running roughshod, and like then you'd start seeing a guy up in the rafters, and then be Sting just chilling out there, just like watching his mysterious. Like actually, I don't know if they knew it was Sting at first, but I, I don't don't know all the details. But I remember he was just hanging out up there, just 
brooding. And then finally, you know, comes down on the uh, the cable mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the ring with a baseball bat. You know, just starts going. He's got the crow. They call it, we call it crow sting because it was modeled after uh, the movie or crow's the character. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, gotta appreciate a man swinging the baseball bat around. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I, I think anybody that was listening that uh, knows anything about WCW knew that was sting at me coming somewhere. Oh yeah. Close to the top of sure. our list. Um, so if you would like to, real quick, run through your honorable mentions, just guys that maybe kind of missed out on the top ten, but you yeah. still kind of want to give a shout out to. Yeah, um, so, you know, I'm not going to talk a lot about these guys, but um, people that definitely remember uh, watching, you know, they're a big part. Um, the Steiners, uh, Rick and Scott, you know, Big Papa Pump, uh, you know, I think he was paired with Buff Bagwell for a while, you know, kind of as a tag team, I think. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we mentioned Raven, Raven's Flock, you know, mm-hmm. he was just always like emo kids in the corner, you know, <laughs> brooding and stuff. Uh, mentioned Eddie, uh, which I remember him being in there, but I don't think his success really came until later in Fair, yeah, WWE. Yeah, uh, he who shall be named, <laughs> Chris Benoit, of course. Uh, Lex Luger, you know, he had a cool finishing move, um, the the torture rack, torture you know. Rack. Uh, then uh, we mentioned Bret Hart. Um, and Warrior. Uh, I always forget Warrior was in WCW until like you know I, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Um, yeah. You know he, he came back and couldn't be Ultimate Warrior. He did be Warrior. The Warrior. Um, you know had, had a had a feud with uh, Hogan when he came back. Which yeah. which was supposed to be a big deal, but they botched it up <laughs> so much that yeah it ended up being a, a flare out. Yeah, I think if I remember like, correctly, like Warrior's time in WCW was just like one big just like. Long mess. Like, yeah, it, it was. It, it, it was. Blocked, so. <laughs> it was. It was very well. So, um, all right. So my honorable mentions. First one is Meng. Oh yeah. Uh, just, just big old snowing dude that uh, just came off as unstoppable sometimes. Um, had kind of a pretty cool uh, finish move, the tongue and death grip, just mm-hmm. grabbing the jowls of your of your chin right under here. Thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe had the personality of a wet towel, <laughs> but um, man could wrestle. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, I, I love, I love the um, Texas Poverty. The mention of his, fantastic. Uh, you mentioned Raven. I'll mention Raven. Uh, Raven was so different compared to some of these other guys. Just the uh, grungy, brooding character mm-hmm. that you know really stuck stuck out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last one I want to mention is Laparka. Oh yeah, like why did I not mention Laparka? Uh, probably I, for, I don't really remember him having a ton of success in, um, in WCW, but I just remember a lot of Laparka because he was dressed in a skeleton outfit yeah. and always brought a steel chair to the ring. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I just feel the need to... Yeah, to in, the you, got, you got to mention any man that dresses in a skeleton. <laughs> Cut that Care with a chair. chair. Yes. Consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was part of the uh, what, LWO, I believe. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, he was he was a luchador from mm-hmm. Mexico, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was my honorable mentions. Um, so, uh, I asked uh, earlier on Facebook, just seeing who, who some of you guys' uh, favorites were. 
my mother, Lori, hello mom, if you're listening, uh, she likes your guy. Goldberg. She's a big Goldberg guy too. Yeah. Um, How could you not? <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, good choice, mom. Uh, our boy Chris Smith mm-hmm. uh, mentioned he he was a big Kurzweil uh, uh, fan too. Mm-hmm. So he definitely uh, mentions Malenko, uh, Eddie, Ray Ray, and Jericho. Yeah. So uh, I mean, all great. Yeah. yeah um, I just you know like I mentioned you know Kurzweil's were something that WCW did do right yeah. uh, for the longest time. Because yeah. WWE finally got in on the um, on the action with the light heavyweights, but that was like yeah, I mean, years after. Yeah, and I still feel like they're not really, you know, spotlighted that much. And even now, like, oh, yeah. they, they had like 205 Live, yeah. you know, for a while, which was their smaller guys. I mean, they still might. But well, well shoot, even, like, I mean, most, I feel like there's a lot of wrestlers nowadays that do all the like uh, acrobatic moves and stuff like this, but you, you guys got to think about this. Like back when Malenko and Eddie and Ray and all these guys were doing this stuff, this is stuff that the American audience hadn't really seen before. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like your your normal like WCW, which was usually in like Southern territories, mm-hmm. like you know you had your your stiff headlock wrestling. Oh yeah. So and, and you. Like, you wanted your wrestlers, like, most people, to be, like, their action figures come to life. Like, they were just big dudes, you yeah. know, muscles, and, like, that was it, you know. And oh, that's, yeah. you know, that's what Vince loved, you know, the big, yeah. big guys, you know. So, he didn't like the small guys. But, you know, I think now, you know, you get, like, your Finn Balors and, uh, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles and... Uh, Kenny Omega and oh, yeah. fantastic matches. It makes my heart happy seeing guys like that uh, getting more recognition. But I feel like these guys that almost set off the revolution yeah. of cruiserweight luchador wrestling mm-hmm. need to get their due a whole lot more than they do sometimes. Yeah. So And then last one, our boy Kevin mm-hmm. Barber. Uh, he was a big Ric Flair fan, so oh, yeah. good, good choice there, Kev. Um, I feel like Ric Flair was a lot of people's uh, favorites for a very long time. Yeah, yeah especially around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. So. definitely. Uh, Ric Flair would be the, be the meanest heel in the business, mm-hmm. but if you come to Charlotte or anywhere in North Carolina, he's still going to get oh. cheered and wooed and yeah. everything. So. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, anything else to say? No. Uh, anything else to say about... Uh, World Championship Wrestling? No, I mean, I think that was a fun topic. Um, we'll have to do, we'll have to do w, WWF at some point, or even... Uh, ECW? ECW, or... Go back to Monday Night Wars, do both of them. Like, I'll make a roster, you make a roster, we'll compete, put them against each other. We'll yeah, see. yeah. We, uh, I, hope, I hope you guys... Uh, I know that some people might not consider professional wrestling a real sport, air quote, but... You know, we were talking earlier and we actually had some really fun like ideas for mm-hmm. wrestling topics. So I hope you guys actually appreciate some of the wrestling topics that we, that we do have. Because yeah. there might be more coming down the line. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're, we're, we're not going to put ourselves in a box. Like, I mean, we want to talk about what, you know, whether it's football or baseball or college football or basketball or wrestling or, you know, yeah. what have you. We're going to do it. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, 
most, you don't have anything else to add? No. You good? All right, so guys, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, sorry this went on a little bit longer than some of our normal episodes recently, but this was just a fun topic that we just got on a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. Um, if you guys are on Facebook, we really like to join, would really like you to join the Facebook group. Uh, Google search for, look for cheering from the cheap seats. It should be fairly simple to find. Uh, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, we would like you on there too. That is cheer cheap seats. Uh, and then I guess if you want to be on TikTok, you can do cheap seats podcast. That's about where we are. <laughs> and remember, if you're on, especially Facebook, but maybe you'll get one of your topics talked about on the show. Well, definitely. You know, this is how we got this one. So never know. But um, yeah. Uh, also, if you're be sure to however you're listening to this. Uh, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, just if you're not subscribed or following, just be sure to do that. So we just pop right there in your feed every mm-hmm. other week or so, whenever we decide to do an episode. <laughs> uh, if you can rate and review, um, that helps us out a lot. You know, get found. The more ratings we have, uh, more likely other people will find us. Yeah. And you know. Just if you're enjoying the show, tell somebody about us. Um, and go, go. If there's anything we could do different, go, go to our Facebook page, you know, or Twitter really. But I, I see Facebook more. <laughs> Nick may see Twitter more every than I do every once in a while. But you know, give us suggestions, or I mean, just whatever. We're, we're happy to, to to whatever to get more listenership. You know, yeah. we want to get more involvement and stuff. We, from we we are definitely listeners. looking for more. Um, like, we, we, we appreciate uh, feedback. Yeah. Um, productive criticism? Yeah, yeah, productive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't be a jerk about it, but, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Yeah, anything we can do better, anything we can make the show more enjoyable, mm-hmm. just let us know, and we'll work on it. Yeah. But that's all I got. That's all I got, too. All right, guys, uh, not totally sure what the next episode will be. Like I said, we were throwing out some ideas. But, you know, we'll, we'll be back, we promise. Um, until then, keep cheering. See ya.